0: Everybody, welcome back to final episode of the 2020 season championship preview between Sir Riley Hayes and Mister Chase Darst. I am joined today by the one and only two-time defending champion. Say it while you still can, Mason. Mason, pause. How are you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. It looks like uh, my days as a champion are over for the time being, um, but you know. That's okay. I think that my team definitely wasn't the best team, so it's good to see the probably the two best teams in the league be in the championship. And yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to be here with you,
0: talk about it, chat a little bit, hear what the guys think. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. It's uh, it's I'm sure enjoy enjoy looking at that trophy on your mantle. It's been there for for seven hundred plus days now. So uh, yeah, uh, nothing nothing to be uh, upset about. You had another great season. Um, as did three other teams, who we want to, to mention before we dive headfirst into the, the championship preview, um, and those would be the teams who have been eliminated so far in the playoffs. Uh, valiant efforts by all um, to those who who made the playoffs. Maybe we'll we'll go a little quick breakdown of of each of those teams. Mason, um, we'll start off with uh, Trent and Hunter, who were eliminated in the first round. Um, by yourself, give us a little a little. Recap, what do you think uh, went wrong for them and what do they have looking forward to moving uh, into next season? Yeah,
1: we. uh, I mean, when we previewed the playoffs, we said that their key to success was Kyler and Nuke. um, And they got points out of them. And also, I think what we were saying that they were downtrending in other areas. Um, And one of those areas we pointed to was Kareem Hunt. But he actually came out and had uh, a pretty darn good game on Monday night, made it a pretty respectable score. Um, but it just wasn't over enough enough to overcome, um, you know, Keenan Allen, Stefon Diggs, combining for 50, and then also the emergence of Brandon Ayuk um, on my side of the ball. So um, I think overall we kind of we, we had the the right read on these teams probably, um, and I think you know it just wasn't enough for them in the end to to lean on you know yeah. two stars.
0: So. Yep. And they 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 traded for one of the guys I would have to put in category for bust of the season that's d j Chark, um who had two catches for sixteen yards, um not what they were hoping for in in acquiring a guy like that um He was someone I was really really excited about at the beginning of the season and just never panned out um but uh yeah i, I think I think that this team has some interesting thoughts moving forward as far as keeper goes um. I think it would have been hard to imagine anyone a year ago not keeping Zeke. But, uh, man, what, what a disaster the season turned into be for, for Zeke. You hope that Dak comes back and the Cowboys' offense will be gunning again. And that will kind of give Zeke his production back. But
1: between his inability
0: to hold on to the football, his kind of injury problems, and just kind of the overall uh, narrative of the season for the Cowboys, not not what they were hoping for. And maybe Hopkins is a keeper for them. Uh, but Hopkins isn't getting any younger either, so uh, we'll see. I think this is going to be a really interesting uh, off-season when it comes to keepers. Not sure who they will end up choosing to to move forward with, but I think these are, are two savvy owners, and we'll look forward to seeing them back once again. Of course, the other team who lost in the first round of the playoffs is the one and only Alex Lott, who got his first playoff berth in, in six years but was not able to advance um, only 89 points in the playoffs, not not what Alex was hoping for. What do you what do you think happened here, Mason? Yeah, I mean, he absolutely got blasted.
1: Hey, he went back to the Matt Ryan well. I don't, I don't know if there was, like, better options on the waivers. I'm sure it's always hard to, like, make yourself sit Matt Ryan, who is normally a pretty um, fantasy-relevant quarterback. But anytime your quarterback gets you seven points, that's going to put you behind the eight ball already. Kamara had probably his best game in a few weeks, and Kenyon Drake, nice pickup there. With Thielen, kind of victim of the up and down and then also missing Julio too. So just a, a little bit of a perfect storm for Alex. I mean, T Y had, you know, the game of his life, but you're, you're not going to yeah. start T Y over Cooper cup or Thielen. Maybe you can make the argument against Marvin Jones but was bad. As he had been all season. I don't blame Alex for, for uh, sitting him on the time there. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, you know, Steph just put together a pretty good game. Even if Alex had made it all the right uh, lineup decisions, you know, Steph over here putting up 150, um, combining – I think that's about 50 points from his wide receivers, maybe 60. And then Miles Sanders probably gave it a season
0: there. That was enough to, to seal Alex's face.
1: What do you see? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I think like you said, Steph, Steph came out with a very strong performance, but it's got to hurt if you're Alex to look down your bench and see, you know, Aguilar with 21, TY with 25. Even the Buffalo defense had uh, two interceptions. One was a pick six. Um, and, you know, every single one of the, those guys would have vastly outscored other people at their positions. But like you said, they're, they're just there weren't guys you were ever going to start. It would have been kind of crazy to do that. Um, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Alex has a good team moving forward. I think uh, Kamara, it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with the Saints off offseason. Um, you know, whether Breeze is going to retire and they move forward to Jason Hill or whether it's Jameis or whether it's somebody else at QB. Um, But I think Kamara's has proven himself to be uh, a pretty ridiculous talent and um, someone that uh, I think Alex can bank on moving forward. Good to see Alex back in the playoffs. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he will be back even stronger next season. That brings us to the semifinals. And uh, yes, sir, that is that is where uh, uh, you you uh, exited stage left. What what went wrong for for your squad last weekend?
1: Well, for sure. I mean, it all started with the Keenan Allen kind of nonsense.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, I, it, it was risky playing him, but I just was like, I'd rather go down swinging. He's kind of guy that can get you 25. Um, and he literally looked at the TV camera and said, don't sit me. And so I listened to the band. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for a bad outcome, he ends up with 2.6 points. But even then, even if I had played Jarvis in his place, which was probably the next up, you know, Mike Davis turned in a stinker. Um, Goddard just hasn't really done much since uh Zach Ertz has come back. And then like we've talked about, Riley's team just a juggernaut. Soft week by Riley's standards, only one forty, um, you know, not <laughs> one fifty or one sixty. So if this was the week to take him down, um, you know, I possibly could have done it with the right plays, but yeah, I mean I don't think I would have sniffed one forty even with uh sitting Keenan Allen. So I think this was just a a case of the better team winning here, um, carried by Darren Waller's 30, which is just, yeah. When you get 30 from yeah. your tight, you know, you set yourself up for success. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You said it. <laughs> I think, uh, I think this team is just uh, kind of a juggernaut and, uh, and even, you know, 140 kind of being a, a bit of an off week for him just tells you how, how good this team is. Um, yeah, Riley was mentioning something about, you know, starting the Rams defense against the terrible Jets, and they actually only put up two points. And that's, that's like what you have to complain about. You know, you're having a pretty incredible season. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Wham. Uh, wham. About yeah. the defense.
1: Same <laughs> the rest of your team puts up 138. And kudos to Riley, too, here. Um, I think, like, I, I don't know his thought process on this, but he knew that I'm absolutely terrible at RB2. Um, and so he bid just enough to take Linton Bowden out from under me, which is probably who I was targeting. And then also the Jalen Hurts pickup too. I mean, he's never going to start him over Mahomes. Um, but those are just, you know, the kind of pickups you make in the playoffs to make sure that people that you're facing can't benefit from those pickups too. So I think yeah. that that's like also a pretty pretty solid move by Riley in the waiver wire game.
0: Yeah, I think I think one thing we've talked about the Riley all season is he's He's often playing uh, chess where others are playing checkers, uh, whether it's the immediate pickup of a player who's suddenly available or, like you said, kind of almost just picking up guys for the defensive uh, purposes of fantasy football. Um, that's, that's what it takes to win. And I mean, you see guys, in, you know, teams in the NFL, they'll, they'll pick up uh, someone in the playoffs uh, who was cut by their, their opponent maybe gather a little intel. Uh, you know, it, it, it's all about the little things when it comes to trying to scrape and claw your way to, uh, to a championship game. So kudos to Riley. Again, Mason, well well done to you. And I think that brings us to another team who kind of just ran out of gas at the end but had a fantastic season, and that is Mr. Stefan Albiero, hashtag secure the bag. Uh, I believe securing his first playoff win in Sunday's finest, so big shout out to Steph. An excellent yeah. season from him all around, uh, but he wasn't able to get it done uh, in the end to make it to his first championship game. What uh, what do you think happened there for Steph? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to get that playoff win,
1: get the monkey off your back. You know, um, sometimes it's just seeing the ball goes through the hoop one time, Um then mm-hmm. success becomes a lot more natural after that. Um, you know, I think we talked about this, that DK can have these games where he goes missing, and he have one of those. Um, obviously, credit to Washington, a very good secondary there. Uh, much better than people are giving it credit for. So 9.3 from him. And then, you know, Adam is probably, probably one of his worst games of the season. Um, just happened at the inopportune time. But that's the thing is that when you rely on receivers for the bulk of your your production, you know, like they just, I think, are much more liable to have those stinker games at the wrong time. Then, you know, you're Derek Henry's of the world because these are the guys that are getting 20, 21 touches a game, whereas like receivers, whether it's a blowout, like their usage can be very game script dependent. So I think fell victim there. Um, the fact that he didn't start David Johnson, pretty big bummer as well. I still don't think that would have made up the difference. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, game of game of the season as well for him there. But yeah, I think uh, Chase with 124, a little bit on the lighter side, not 140 or 150, which he definitely can put up, um, but enough to to um, put Steph on the dirt and move on to I think Chase's first championship berth. So uh, good for him there. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's interesting taking a look at this team. Like you said, the the wide receivers kind of being the the thing that. That elevated him to this place, and they weren't able to to get it done when it when it mattered most. But I think you've got to look at somebody like Miles Sanders too. Um, finishes the the season, or at least going into this week, as RB 23. Um, that's a dis. That's a pretty pretty drastic disappointment in my book. Um, he did miss two games due to injury. Actually, I believe three games due to injury. But um, only three games this season of over 20 points for Miles Sanders. And um, actually, I think. Five or six games in single-digit points—that's that, just not—that's not what you wanted from from a guy like Miles Sanders. When he puts up 29 the week before in the, in the quarterfinals, you're, you're hoping maybe things turn around with Jalen Hurts, and then he comes out and only puts up 10 points. That's uh, that's not not enough. But uh, again, I think Steph is another team with a really really interesting keeper decision on his hands. Um, could Miles Sanders be the guy? RB depth is pretty hard to come by in this league. Does he want to keep Devontae Adams again, um, who's continuing uh, to, to prove himself as a completely elite wide receiver? Or do you look at a guy like DK? Um, I know these uh, double-move sports guys are very into the, the long game, the keeper game. So maybe uh, DK, being a little bit younger, um, has some value there. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Steph's team looks like going into next year. But, Mason, that's enough about the teams who are not playing for a championship. We want to get into the two who remain, Riley and Chase. Two uh, just really, really good uh, fantasy football teams. The two best teams, probably all season, they scored the most points. They came uh, top two in the standings, two teams with a bye. Uh, and, you know, you and I were talking about this a little bit. I think if if it's... We all love uh, to see an underdog make it when we're the underdog. <laughs> but if you're not going to be in the championship game, I, I, at least for me, I, I want to see the two best teams, uh, whether it's oh, yeah. in the Super Bowl or fantasy football championship. And um, So to me, this is... This is really rewarding, not just for these two, but for the whole league to see, you know, I think the two best teams go at it. Um, I want to do this, Mason. Let's let's take each team and I want to talk about why they will win. I want to talk about why they won't win. Um, and after that, you and I will, will weigh our, our options um, and uh, we'll see who we think is going to going to come out, come out on top. So let's start with the, the two seed, uh, Chase Darce, nine and four, hair of the dog. 1,656 points for in the regular season, a tremendous season all around. Mason, tell me why Chase will win 2020 Sunday's finest championship game.
1: Yeah, so like you said, the two seed, the underdog here. I think the line right now is giving him like three points. Um, so a very, very close to a pick 'em. Two very strong teams, and I think if Chase takes this home, it's going to be on the back of a star performance from DeAndre Swift. This is a guy who Chase has waited on all season to really pop off and and be the go-to guy in the backfield, and it looks like they're going to give it to him. He's got a tough matchup this week against Tampa Bay, Um, a good rush defense there, but definitely has shown some cracks as of late, and he can also make his uh, impact in the receiving game. You know that Derrick Henry is going to get fed um, against a terrible rush defense in Green Bay, so I think he's going to get his. And I think the X factor for for Chase is DeAndre Swift. If this is a 25 point performance or plus from DeAndre Swift, I think Chase is right in the neighborhood <clears throat> uh, of, of a win for the championship. And I think also any path to victory you have to look at as well um, rides through Tyree Hill because this is a guy who has proven that he can score literally 58 points in a game. In which case, if that happens, I don't care what Riley does. I think Chase is taking this one home. Um, So those are the two guys I think I have my eye on the most. Um, The other thing that I think Chase has to to decide, and it's kind of a pretty interesting proposition, is Robbie Anderson hasn't really been himself um, in the past few few games. He had the 17 against Denver, so that's not too bad, but just came out and had four in a game they were behind um, by a lot um, in the Green Bay game. Um, And so do you maybe – switch a little bit and go with somebody else. Um, I think he'll probably stick with Robbie Anderson as he has been like pretty consistent over the entire season, but a little bit of a flex decision facing chase as well. Um, what are your thoughts? Why, why will chase win this matchup? Jake?
0: Yeah. I mean, you raised some really good points. I think, I think for me, uh, still, still living through the trauma of the nearly a hundred points that uh, Derek Henry and Tyreek Hill put up on us just the two of them in, in week 12, uh, when you have two players who can do that, um, I, I don't know if there's there's any any chance uh, of of a loss, honestly. And so really, I think if you're Raleigh, you've got to hope that they have a bad matchup, and that couldn't be any farther from the case. Derrick Henry's facing the third worst rush defense, and Tyreek Hill is facing the second worst uh, secondary in uh, fantasy football scoring. So, I mean, when you look at those two who – you know, kind of have a baseline of 15, 20 points, but can put up, you know, uh, Derek Henry's had 36 and 38 in two of his last four games. And then Tyreek, you know, can easily put up 35, 50 points. I mean, that right there, um, it doesn't really matter what else the rest of your team does. I, I, even with all of Riley's kind of uh, just overall really, really good team, um, I think the two players with the highest ceiling are both on Chase's team, in my opinion. Um, and that's why I think that that chase uh, can win. Um, with that in mind, I want to talk about a little bit about maybe why he won't win, and and I want to read yeah. you. Uh, I want to read you a stat here, Mason. This is a okay. a wide receiver uh, who has finished week eight, wide receiver fifty eight. Week nine finishes wide receiver sixty three. Week ten finishes wide receiver thirty two. Week eleven at wide receiver eleven. So okay, there's one wide receiver 1 performance. Week 12, wide receiver 71. Week 13, wide receiver 47. Week 14, wide receiver 45. And Week 15, wide receiver 65. This, this player yeah. has had one startable game since week 8. Do you know who I am talking about?
1: Yeah, I think I know where you're going because this is where I was going to go with uh,
0: Chase's Achilles heel as well. I think that's Tyler Lockett you're talking about. It, it is indeed. It is Tyler Lockett who has been since that massive like 58 point game uh, in week seven, Tyler Lockett has been honestly pretty unstartable, and they're going up against the Rams secondary, who is the best maybe in the NFL. They're they're the best in fantasy football scoring, um, and when you kind of combine that stack with, with Russ and Lockett going up against such a tough uh, tough matchup, I man, I'm, I'm really I'd be really interested if I was Chase in considering maybe moving uh, Robbie Anderson into that wide receiver two role, putting the He Hines at flex and having Lockett on the bench. I mean, I know you were just saying maybe Robbie Anderson shouldn't be in the lineup, um, but maybe Lockett's the guy who shouldn't be in the lineup. And then you look at Naheem Hines and he's playing against uh, Pittsburgh's defense, who is number one rush defense against uh, running backs and fantasy football scoring, but uh, have been turning in the wrong direction as of late. So there's really not a clear answer here, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not... I'm just not sure that that uh, Russ and Lockett, um, and, unless you do have those monster performances from Tyreek and Derrick yeah. which I think are very possible. If they have an average game, which is still 25 points apiece, I don't know. I'm I'm just not confident in Lockett at all going into this championship game.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you know DK will probably draw the Jalen Ramsey shadow, in which case you know Lockett probably has some. Opportunity to find, um, you know, that that second read, um, or maybe possibly a bomb. But I'm with you. I mean, like the the Seahawks do this. It feels like every year where they just like play a Hall of Fame, you know, blow the doors off of you. Pace Russell looks like a surefire MVP, and then he just sucks for like six games inexplicably. Like just starts throwing picks left and right. And this is, I mean, this is why the man has never won an MVP. I think is because he can't really put a complete season together. Um, regardless of the team's ability to win. Obviously, they're a very good football team, very well coached. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, this is uh, the matchup that you don't want to see on the horizon for a quarterback and a receiver that are struggling. So I agree with you that those two things um, could definitely drag Chase down. Um, and then to your point about Neam Hines, too, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, maybe Chase could, like, slot him in, slot him in as a flex. But even there, I mean, it, it looks like Jonathan Taylor's backfield now. Um, he's a feature. He looks like a three-down guy, in which case, you know, um, Liam Hines, maybe he falls into the end zone. He's a viable flex at that point. But I think Chase is kind of like cuffed about where he has to go with this lineup. Um, And so, yeah, uh, doesn't really have much of a backup plan for for Tyler Lockett.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, taking a a closer look at Russell Wilson, like you said, over the last little bit, um, only three of the last seven games has Russ scored more touchdowns than he has turnovers. Uh, that's not what you're looking for going into the championship game again, especially against such a, a tough defense. And, um, you know, I think the only game that that Russ has even been at QB1 since like week nine was against the Jets in week 14, which is the Jets. I mean, uh, it's nothing to write home about. Since, since week nine, uh, Russ has put up nine points, 20 against Arizona. Again, not a great defense. 14, 15, 22 against the Jets, and then 12 last week. So, if that's what he's putting up against these elite defenses, um, I think I think a lot of uh, what rides on this this kind of championship performance for, for Chase could come down to whether or not the Seahawks are ready to kind of turn their season around on Sunday. So that's that's definitely a game to watch. Um, when it comes down to this week, it's one I'm I'm looking forward to watching, uh, both just for the NFL, but also for for this performance. And then I think something else that's, that's pretty fun is, is Derek Henry on Sunday night football against green Bay um, at green Bay. Uh, I don't know what the weather looks like, but it's, it's, it's probably going to be cold. Um, and that could be uh, one of the things that the championship comes down to. So it's going to be fun watching that Sunday night football game. Uh, that is a close look there at Mr. Chase Darce, uh, which will move us to the number one seed, the regular season champ, uh, has always been kind of the regular season champ, but has finally broken his playoff curse. Talking, of course, about Riley Hayes, who was playing in the championship game, I believe, for uh, the first time, maybe the second time, actually. Um, sorry, Riley, if, I, if I'm if uh, getting that wrong. But uh, regardless, he's here. The past doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is is the next couple of days. Can he secure... Uh, his first Sunday's Finest Championship. Mason, tell me, why do you think, you just saw Riley's team last week uh, right up close, why do you think that Riley will be the 2020 Sunday's Finest Champion? Yeah,
1: like you mentioned, this is a guy, what's the saying? He's uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, is that right? (laughs) Um, So so he has has a good shot at it this year. And I think this is the team that could definitely do it. So why Riley will win, I mean, obviously he has Patrick Mahomes, um, he has to count on Mahomes not throwing bombs to Tyree Hill, but I mean, the Chiefs look like they could throw it every single down to anybody on the field with a pulse, and Mahomes could, you know, score 30 points. Um, and so I think that as long as Tyree Hill doesn't have a monster game, you know, Mahomes is going to propel him in the quarterback side of the matchup. Um, you know, Dalvin definitely one of the best running backs um, in football, probably the the consensus RB one this week. Um, now that uh, Kamara has you know, been a little bit uh, more on the, on the downswing. Um, New Orleans, a tough matchup, um, but Dalvin, I think is, you know, matchup proof with the receptions as well. Um, So you got to give him an edge there too. Um, Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in football, probably only second to Kelsey um, and has a pretty solid matchup with Miami. A defense that is definitely improving, but still you think that Darren Waller can get his there. Um, and I think that the X factor here for me, the reason that Riley could or should win is AJ Brown. This is a guy with a uh, monster upside has 27 points, two times this season. Um, and this is an offense that is humming. I think that the, the Packers Titans game is going to be more of a shootout. They'll try and ground and pound, but if they get behind it all and game script starts to favor Riley um, with AJ Brown, then I think that, um, yeah, he'll take it home um, if AJ Brown has that 20, 25 point game. What do you see here?
0: yeah man i i think uh mahomes like you said not not feeding it to tyreek but but getting it uh it's going to be big for for riley's path i think i think riley's probably a pretty big travis kelsey fan uh on sunday uh when they get close to the end zone hoping that that doesn't go to tyreek uh and mahomes has been rushing a couple and he's been a little more uh leery of doing that since his injury uh in the regular season last year but uh but yeah, he could could sneak one in and get it there. I think I think to me uh, the kind of guaranteed 25 points from Dalvin Cook um, is <laughs> it's pretty pretty sweet if you're Riley. Um, and and again, he he can deliver one of those monster performances. Hasn't since kind of midway through the season against Green Bay and Detroit, back to back weeks. I think he had like 90 something points in two weeks during that stretch. Up, but has more been hovering at the 25, 26 range. So I think you're hoping. Uh, if you're Riley, that, that Dalvin's going to get fed uh, a lot against a team like New Orleans. And then uh, for me, I think you know you kind of give a shout out to, to AJ Brown and to Darren Waller, but but two guys who really are of a lot of interest to me would be uh, number one, Allen Robinson. Um, this guy's kind of <laughs> got to have some whiplash going back and forth between the different QBs that he's had this season. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, he's gone 27, 13, 27, 12. So you know, sensing a pattern here, I think we're getting 27 from Allen Robinson this week uh, against a pretty bad Jacksonville defense. So I think uh, I think Allen Robinson could be a guy who has a, a really big performance for Riley. And then to me, one of the the biggest question marks here is if Miles Gaskin can come back and play. Um, you know, he does have Lynn Bowden, um, who's kind of been this jack of all trades suddenly for for Miami. But if Gaskin can come back, um, man, I think this just is. Potentially one of the most solid lineups I've ever seen going into a championship game. Just absolute uh, star power, but also depth all across the team. Um, and then another one that I think is worth looking at would be the Browns defense going up against the Jets. The Jets did just uh, get their first win of the season last week, which potentially put them uh, outside the number one pick. Adam Gaines yeah. knows his way to screw up nearly everything. So I, yep. I, would, never, I would never say that an NFL team would, would go out and, and purposely throw a game. Um, but you've got to think that the jets, uh, want to lose this one. You know, that the Browns are desperate to win this one. And the Browns defense has been very good this season. I think this could be the kind of game where the Browns go out and, and, uh, you know, have two touchdowns on defensively or, uh, block pawn, uh, uh, interception yeah. or two on Darnold uh, I can see it, a, a it feels like an answer. Adam Gase trap game it feels like yeah <laughs> uh, the
1: after the, his one win of the season he's just
0: gonna turn in a total stinker so yeah yeah exactly so so yeah I think uh I think that that kind of shows us I've talked about nearly every player on this team as a reason why Riley can win and that just goes to show what a ridiculously talented team this is uh, overall but that doesn't mean a a championship is automatically given to Riley. Um, Tell us, Mason, why do you think Riley can or will lose the championship game? Sure. Yeah. I, it's
1: really interesting looking at this matchup how it seems like these teams are like very, I don't know, like wed together in the outcome of certain games. And I think that, you know, if Mahomes throws those couple bombs to Tyree Kill, then suddenly um, this looks a lot more favorable to chase. And then alternatively, too, like I was talking about, I think that, you know, A.J. Brown could be. Critical for a catch-up kind of game for the Titans against uh, the Packers. I think that if the Titans jump out to an early lead and then just try and milk the clock and keep Rodgers off the field, then that's the way um, that I think Chase is is a lot more favored here too. So I think like for for Chase, we saw there's guys I think that could really drag him down. Riley, I think his lineup is like it doesn't have very many overt weaknesses to me. But I think game script could definitely end up favoring Chase and whatever games that their players are playing. Those are the things that I think like come to mind immediately. Also, like you said, if Miles Gaskin doesn't play, you know, Bowden's fine, but he's probably not going to get you more than 10 or 11. And then also on the on the flex side of things, Riley has been reduced to starting Emmanuel Sanders, who had a respectable 11. Um, especially with uh MT out and should get his targets, but he's not the kind of game changing player that, you know, Tyler Boyd was when he still had Joe Burrow. So definitely some cracks in the armor um, still solid plays, um, but not necessarily guys that could win you the the matchup.
0: Yeah. I, I think I'm right there with you. Emmanuel Sanders uh, can put up a solid 10 points, but he's also put up one point in two of the last six weeks. So um, that's not a guy Riley probably envisioned himself starting at flex. Like you said, uh, Tyler Boyd's stock has dropped pretty heavily since Burrow was out. Um, but I think the other thing to me, like you said, with game script, it, it's not just the game script of these NFL games, but it's also the game script of, of this matchup. Uh, Riley has two performances on, on Christmas day, which is Friday. Um, and if Dalvin is somehow neutralized by, uh, a very good New Orleans defense, and Emmanuel Sanders puts up five or six points. Suddenly, uh, Riley's really in a hole, and I think that that gives Chase an advantage. Where you know we've talked a lot about um, kind of Chase's flex and wide receiver two question marks is, you know, he kind of has more information when he submits his final lineup uh, yeah. going into to Saturday and Sunday's games, that I think that the game script or just the game schedule maybe maybe favors Chase a little bit just because he can watch and see what Riley's able to do um, and then kind of adjust accordingly a little bit. So I think that could be a bit of a disadvantage to Riley as well. I mean, we're obviously getting in the weeds uh, with how good this team is. If that's that's the reason he may not win, uh, sure. But but I do think there are, there are a couple of advantages that may that may go Chase's way kind of outside of the actual just uh, players performances. Right. Um, like, yeah. yeah that, that, like, a, that thing more. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think, uh, again, the, the AJ Brown versus, um, Derek Henry matchup, uh, on, on Sunday night football, who, who's going to get the end zone, uh, pardon me, the, the red zone, uh, kind of looks is going to be, going to be a lot of fun. Um, anytime, uh, that, uh, the Titans have the ball, uh, uh, on Sunday night football and it's going to be kind of all eyes in the league glued glued on the screen. So, so that's, that's how you want it to be though. In my opinion, you know, coming down to potentially the, the last game of the last week of the fantasy season um, again, just two, two guys who, uh, you know, you're really excited to see in the championship. These are two uh, owners who have been around for a long time, who are hungry for a championship. Um, but unfortunately uh, they cannot both win. <laughs> So that brings right. us to decision time, Mason. Who do you think we talked about why both teams can win? We talked about why, why both teams might not win, and now of the cans, maybe, shoulds. Who do you think will win between the sure. yeah. Sunday's championship? Well, before I before I make my pick here, I
1: just I want to point out that Chase is currently rostering three defenses and two kickers. So yeah. not really sure what his strategy is there, but he's really covering special teams super well um but even with that said um i think yeah i i picked riley to win it all at the beginning and i think i'm gonna stick with that pick i think if miles gaskin plays i give him a pretty decent edge um but i think also if he doesn't i'd still favor riley by a handful of points um, the way I envision the Packers game going is that it's like kind of a step for step, um, shootout kind of game, which I think that means that they'll both equally get theirs, both Brown and Henry. Um, and I think that, you know, with that in mind, top to bottom, I'd still favor Riley's team here. I think he gets a big performance from, uh, Dalvin and Waller, um, and then also additionally gets, uh, you know, Allen Robinson's traditional 15 points. And I think it gets them over the line. Um, I'll say he wins by, I don't know, uh, five to 10. I think it would be a close one and comes down to that Sunday night matchup. What do you think? Well,
0: I've been thinking about it long and hard. And uh, and there's one thing that is kind of, kind of staying there in my mind. And that is, that is just the superpower abilities of of Tyreek Hill and the night King, Derrick Henry. Um, I do see the potential of a, of a game script where, where AJ Brown and Derrick Henry both get theirs, but, um, man, I, I think in games like this, the Titans often just feed Derrick Henry over and over and over again. And um, also feels like a matchup against Atlanta is the kind of game where you're going to see Tyreek catching the ball at the 40 and running 60 yards down the field a couple of times. And I think that uh, not only does that give give Chase a huge boost, but again, it kind of neutralizes um, Mahomes, who's one of the guys that Riley really needs to to secure a, a win. So. Um, you know what? I think I think I made my decision. I think I'm going with Chase uh, to to bring home the the championship. Uh, Chase has been a uh, an owner that we've talked a lot about. He 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 dances to the beat of his own drum. Uh, he is not active in trades. Uh, again, he is rostering multiple defenses and kickers. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we all could sit here and say how we would manage Chase's team differently, uh, but if we yeah. had Perhaps we would not be playing in the championship. Uh, That's right. That's right. And he's here. Uh, he has proved the haters wrong again and again and again. And uh, and I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna back him for that very reason. I, I like a little. Yeah. A little authenticity, re- a guy who does his own thing.
1: <laughs> I respect that decision. Uh, I think that both teams could definitely win here. There's not a super clear, obvious winner to me. But I kind of had hoped that you had picked against Chase, just because I think Chase like love being the anti, you know. He he, <laughs> he loves being the guy who everyone is not backing. So just to just to give him some fuel, but I, yeah, I also yeah. don't think and think that Chase has a, a solid team here as well. Yeah,
0: he does. He does kind of fuel off of uh of being the the hater. Chase is the Kevin Durant of of our league. Uh, he you know he kind of likes to be the guy that everyone's against. He always he's always really good. Um, but kind of likes being the unlikable one I think. Uh, so, so yeah, maybe I've, maybe I have neutralized Chase's powers by by backing him. Uh, but also to be honest, I would love to just see one more pizza delivered before the end of the season. Uh, um, it's become one of the do great imagine. traditions. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that he'll do something different if
1: he wins? Like if he wins, uh, will he do a different kind of pizza delivered to Riley?
0: Man, I don't know. I think maybe he should get an actual pizza and deliver it to Riley's house, it, and and specifically pay for for pepperoni shaped in an L. I I don't know if maybe uh, there's a local pizza joint who would be willing to to do that uh, this season. Or maybe Riley should do that to Chase if uh, if if he's the one you know beat him at his own game. So regardless, sure. the, the pizza drama continues. Um, it, it's something I'm I'm quite interested to see play out uh, this week in the championship. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mason. That's I think that's about about it for our preview. Uh, we will be back with one more episode. Um, that will be the uh, the end of season review. It's going to be a fun one as we look to uh, some of the Sundays that have been given out. Uh, kind of a recap of the league. Um, one of my favorite episodes every season. Um, but uh, yeah, that is not that is not the time yet. We still have our, our final matchup of the year. And uh, Riley Chase, we, we wish you the best. Uh, we hope it's a great game that comes down to the to the final whistle, and uh, we'll see who who comes out on top. Yep.
1: I think that's it. that's it. You said it. Um, but yeah, if I had any last words, I think that they would probably be, man, wouldn't it just hurt to be Riley and lose right here? It would it would just be so brutal. He's what is it? The '90s Bills that lost three straight Super Bowls. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. You should don't think about it too much, Riley. Don't, don't think about how much it'll
0: hurt. But it, it
1: it could be in the future.
0: Yeah. As someone who has lost back-to-back titles, uh, I can definitely say the word pain. It uh, it's there. It's there, Riley. I <laughs> I I will be your shoulder to virtually cry on uh, if you need that after this week. Um. Yeah, gentlemen. Best of luck to you. Uh, we will be back again with one more episode. In the meantime, uh, we, will, we will leave you to this. Peace out. Party
1: like a Saturday.